This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Man, busy, busy, busy Monday. Because uh, we had a busy sports weekend, of course, as we get on into this Monday, news continues to break. Looks like the University of Memphis has an addition. Talking basketball, we'll get to that, obviously. Scott Frost just finds ways to continue to lose. Nebraska goes all the way to Dublin to take a 14-3 lead on Northwestern and then proceed to blow it and lose its seventh straight game uh, by single digits. It's, they've lost seven straight by single digits. That's hard to do. Uh, first major college football team to lose seven straight by single digits. Good Lord, Scott Frost. Mm. Uh, year five off to a bad start for him. Serena Williams, the GOAT, plays tonight, opens tonight in the U.S. Open. We'll see how far she can go. This, obviously, the swan song uh, we expect What's been a fan- on what's been a fantastic, historic career. Memphis football, baby. Can you feel it in the air? <laughs> I feel it coming. <laughs> you like that? Now, that was some Daft Punk one. Mm. Well, Weekend. You think I didn't know that? The oh, weekend. it was Weekend. Well, the Weekend, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, Daft Punk might have been on that one, though. I think I, mean, I, think, I think it was one of the I think one it was of those. songs that are together. Well, you know, Daft Punk, is, you know, they don't talk. They don't, they don't. But it's the music. Right. No, I think you're right. I think that's all Weekend. I think I'm, I'm mistaken. Okay. There. Uh, but uh, there is a Daft but Punk I was and thinking, Weekend song. I think Brad and I were thinking Phil Collins, you know, a little bit cooler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you, you think Phil Collins is cooler than can, The Weekend? I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Can't you feel it? Like that song, that song yeah. from Phil Collins when it comes to Memphis football? No, bro, you had it right. Daft Punk is indeed on that song. Oh, should have stuck to my guns. But it's, the, but it's The Weekend song. It's you know, just featuring like Daft Chris Punk. Harrington around, the black Chris Harrington around here on my music, but I didn't stop my guns. overboard. <laughs> you got a long you way to go before you reach that set. But I think this is more like a Friday night song. You know what I mean? Like this is how I'm feeling as I get ready to think about what's going to happen in Starkville on Saturday, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Woo! So, uh, football is officially back. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, christened us this uh, <laughs> this week with a huge win over the Rainbow Warriors. Um, Vanderbilt I, on the way up. I told you I like their over two and a half wins, bro. I did say that. That's one. We're a third of the way there. <laughs> We're a third of the way, man. It's a very impressive performance against Hawaii. It was. They're, as you know, they are the best team in college football, and they showed it. Oh, well, they're, they're trying. They're going to get there one day. Yeah, they got Elon next week, and then they got Northern Illinois on September 17th. There's your three. Bang, boom. That's it. That's your three, because it's all you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all you're going to have. You're not beating anybody else. <laughs> so we're going to have to take care of business against Elon and then Northern Illinois, but I think uh, I think Vandy can get it done anyway. Yeah, we have a lot to get to on the show today. Uh, Demaria Franklin is the young man who just committed to the University of Memphis, transfer guard yep. from Illinois, Chicago. 6'3", 225, averaged 18 a game last year at UIC, and seven rebounds a game. 
So a great rebounding guard uh, is uh, Demaria Franklin. Did only shoot 30% from three last season. So we're going to break that down in the next segment, what it means for Memphis. Um, we have, it, it sort of makes our conversation about ALO on Friday moot completely. Uh, but Penny Hardaway at it again. We're still in the month of August. You know, he fit one last addition in in August. I guess two if you count Jamar Young. So, That's right. He was gone. Yeah. He was, you know, back, committed, gone, back, you know. The Houston, yeah, 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 the SMU transfer. Some coaches do their best work in March. Some coaches do their best work in April or in, or in August. And, and Penny Hardaway is certainly uh, the, the, the latter here. Uh, Jason Fitz is going to join us at 125. we got Respect Burgers at 1 o'clock. Uh, that is the show today, but there was a lot of sports this weekend. we got to do cap or no cap. Let's get it. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. Well, we're into college football, and Scott Frost is gone. Is that cap or no cap, John? Oh, yeah, it's no cap. Um, and, you know, I, I, I would say I watched the whole game. I watched the whole game um, because I was curious. I was curious about, A, like the venue, right, in Dublin and, and, and Ireland, which it looked amazing. Like it looked like fantastic. And the Irish were tw- treated to a fantastic football game, you have to say. Mm-hmm. You think on paper, man, we're trying to convert some fans over there. We'd send a little bit better Nebraska and Northwestern. It's kind of like the worst of our troops. But it ended up being a damn good college football game. 31-28, Northwestern gets the win. Um, both quarterbacks just slinging it all over the field, um, but yeah, it's 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 a seventh straight loss for Nebraska, and it's a seventh straight close loss for Nebraska. Your fans are tired of the of the trope; they're tired of the man. We just we just can't find ways to win. We can we're, we're you know they were up fourteen to three in that game when they were driving with a chance to go up twenty one three. Right. Well, the, all, there's also the onside kick decision. That as the well. That was egregious. That was egregious. You take the lead and then you kick the onside. He says, obviously, the chance to just put your, you know, your hands around the throat of your opponent and take control there, yeah. very unnecessary. And obviously, it helped turn the tide. No, it was really stupid. Yeah, it even, was. even if it worked, you know, you're like, it's like what? what you, it was unnecessary at that point in the game. You had the lead. Mm-hmm. You had taken the lead. Um, so I just don't. I just I I am never I am really never in favor of the surprise onside kick when you're winning. You know? Like I just I, I feel like the risk far outweigh you're winning. Trust your defense to get a damn stop, man. Mm-hmm. Um but they were up 14-3 and uh, uh and they were driving with a chance to go up 21-3. Unfortunately, I I I did think they got robbed a little bit by that call. I don't know if you saw it. I I did not think that was a fumble. Uh, I thought the receiver was certainly down before that ball got ripped out, and then that kind of, and that changed the tone of the game, you know. Um, but here's the thing: Scott Frost isn't getting it done. That's the only thing that matters. He's got a good quarterback. I like Thompson. I think he's really good. I know he threw two picks, and one was costly. Yeah, the last one. But he was throwing it. it. I mean, you know, he, he was throwing it all over the field. So you, but you still had a chance there at the end. You yes. end up throwing another pick. Yes. Three, yes. One of three turnovers. Yes. That's no. going to cost you every time, no, it, especially when your coach is making boneheaded decisions, adding to the mess. Yes, no, but, the, the, you know, the defense was not good, you know. Um, pretty much let Northwest, especially there at the end of the first half, let them go all the way down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, in the end, you know, it only it only can can sustain you so long the close losses because at the end of the day they're still losses it, and it's year five. Yes, and exactly. you're and you're starting off this way. So I, I I don't see any way Scott Frost based on what's left of the schedule. You're already losing this one. 
that he saves it here. And and I can't imagine there are too many a Nebraska fan uh, today that have got still that great deal of confidence or anything close, remotely close to the level of confidence you had when you hired him from UCF. I don't know. I, I can't give you all the reasons why it hadn't worked for Scott Frost, but what's clear is it's not working. He's got a role. Yeah, so he will. And I, the only question is, will it will he last the season? You know, I mean, that, or they just do it. I'm assuming they'll because he's an alum and played. They'll probably just respectfully give him to the season, let him give give him a chance, right? Give him a chance to turn it around. But yeah, because he's got Oklahoma after, after a couple of right. cupcakes, I believe. So yeah. uh, if that's your chance, they'll I give guess. him a chance. Yeah, but uh, based on what I've seen, they're going to get waxed in that game. Yep, agreed. Let's go to high, uh, high school football. We had Friday night lights in the mid south. This is an interesting submission by one of our staff members. I haven't seen MUS ever on the docket for the cap or no cap segment, but the glory days of MUS high school football are gone. Is that cap or no cap? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, is this the MUS fight song? This is the MUS Owls fight song from 790. Wow, like the a, yeah, you can hear their games Fridays with Jeffrey on the call. It's like a MIDI. Remember like the MIDIs back in the day like on, on the internet? like All the songs were converted into like gamey-sounding. This is what that sounds Keyboards, like. Keyboards, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things that I like to do here on, on the show is uh, drop the guillotine when things aren't getting done the way I'm used to them getting done. You know, and that, I'm not, and that I spare nobody, you know. Yeah, White Even Station M- basketball has been a been White a Station basketball, right? Yeah, they were a victim. MUS is a victim. Mm-mm. MUS lost to Germantown this weekend. Germantown's good. I think you need to honor your opponent here. This well, is they're not this my is opponent. Not, this isn't about MUS. Germantown is a very good football team. Maybe well, one of the best five in the in the city. I appreciate your spin job on it, but as far as I'm concerned, I will say no cap. The MUS glory days are indeed. MUS should not be losing to public schools. I oh. mean, with the with the resource, they have indoor facilities, man. Like, what are we talking about here? I mean, it's not even close. They recruit kids. I mean, they've been doing it for years and years and years. Uh, f- absolutely not. Uh, they scored no points. MUS scored no. Neither or, did Germantown. I mean, that's the thing. Well, Germantown scored points because they won the game. Are no, you, but they were on. Defense. Are you on the MUS staff? No. Why are you getting so defensive? No, I, I would just. I'm nobody's here to protect them. So, I, and I don't even have a well, dog I, in the hunt. I, yeah, I don't think they need to be protected. I mean, I no, just, but they're, no, neither team scored any offensive points in this game. Sure, that's. But but again, one school is a is supposed to be a powerhouse year in and year out with the with the best resources in the entire city, maybe even the state. You would put them up with against a lot of teams in the state, and then one team's a public school. Right, so the disparity is quite wide. Mm-hmm. So I saw that and I was like, "Man, I just I I know Germantown's good. Gene Robinson's doing a really good job, very good. Uh, and he, and he is on his way up. So yes, Germantown certainly deserves some credit, but uh, their defense hasn't allowed you know uh, an offensive point. Right, MUSs, and they're and they're not able to win these games. So yeah, it's it's a it's a new era. I'm having to get used to it. Well, I think I, th- I think your point, MUS. Held, let's see, Germantown to less than 100 yards of total offense. Still still lost the game. So at that point, Germantown, I think it was 98 total yards, still found a way to win the game. Now, now if you've if you got to drop the axe here on MUS, you got to consider Germantown also scored 26 unanswered week before to come back beat Christian Brothers yes. as well. Absolutely. Who's, who it's the same thing for in many cases in terms of what Christian Brothers can do with the, with the, uh, you know, the resources they have, I think. I, I, I think I, the way I'll put it here, Gene Robinson knocking off two perennial powers. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, MUS, there's probably an ability to bounce right back. So I don't want to write them off like we've written off White Station basketball in terms of like they're gone year after year. Um, but I will say very impressive job by Germantown start the year here 2-0 and with wins over Christian Brothers and MUS. If you're going to single one out, probably better put them both in there. They both lost to Germantown. 
I got to uh, give a shout-out to Max Carroll, who was our player of the week. I went to the uh, the Briarcrest-Houston game. Those are two powerhouse teams. Briarcrest, man, they're good. And so is Houston. There's a lot of good teams in but, the area. I mean, I think Kyerville and, and Whitehaven are also in that 8-6-A that Germantown might not even be the best in its region. So Whitehaven's I mean, very but, good. But to knock off two private school powers, yeah, yeah. very impressive job by Gene they did over, get a couple over at Germantown. Of, Germantown did have a couple of last-minute uh, transfers, if you will. So uh, the the sometimes that, that occurs, you know. In private schools, it, it occurs there, too. Yeah, for real. Memphis will cover against Mississippi State. State in Stark Vegas. Is that cap or no cap? Jason, you can take this one. Jason Smith. Line 16. Mm-hmm. If it's still 16, I'm going to say with the pressure that's on Mississippi State, based on what happened last year, we know they'll say Memphis robbed them. Memphis took the game away from them. Calvin Austin was the guy really uh, that stole it from them as well. I'm going to say that because of the pressures on them that they look to roll early. Memphis probably doesn't get the run game established early like it'd like to, putting a lot of pressure on Seth Hennigan early, given I, I think Mississippi State, uh, Mississippi State a chance to run off early. I'm, I'm going to say that they do cover because, frankly, they need to. Yeah, it's down but, to 15 at Superbook. I tell you, the, the, I, I, it's capped. Memphis is not going to cover uh, because of, of those reasons. Uh, it's, it's a game where Mike Leach can't really afford to leave any room for doubt. I mean – and when's, when's the last time Memphis beat an SEC opponent, right, two times in a row, right, the same SEC? I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's happened somewhere along the line, but not much, right, mm-hmm. um, especially it being the first game of the season down there. I like the over in that game. I'll tell you that. It's 56. I'd love the over in that game. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I see this being like a, you know, 47 to 20 type of game, you know, 47, 28 type of game. Like that's kind of what I think Memphis is going to be able to move the ball down the field. I mean, I, I do believe that. I don't think that you know this is not going to be a Larry Porter type performance in Starkville where they scored three points. Um, I just think it's going to. Be, I think Mississippi State is going to be very motivated, you know, and and Memphis is still going to be figuring some things out with mm-hmm. the new offense, right? I just don't think it sets up really su- super well for Memphis. Again, I think they're going to start the season four and one, but I just I I think that one's going to happen. Week one against Mississippi State. I, I, I think you're. I think Leach is going to feel pressure to run it up to make Memphis look like the team that was picked fifth in the AAC, like it was. Remember, Memphis was picked fifth last year. You came here and you lost to them. So based on all of those factors, it ain't just going to be Leach wanting to run it up and prove a point. It's going to be those players as well, guys yep. like Will Rogers that felt that last year and that embarrassment. So again, with the pressure on them, with the point they're trying to make, you're trying to get your season off to a big start. Get your guys excited. Um, I look for a lot of points too, John. I think it's going to be tough for Memphis to to stay to stay. It feels like it's going to be a track meet. It's going to be hard to stay caught up. Well, and the big story of the weekend. It sounds like some of us on this show watched college game day. They were by Zoom because this is week zero. You kind of half-ass it, I guess, in your first week because you don't want to trot out the whole workout squad from uh, home yeah, there, was, there was nowhere to go. I mean, you're not going to Ireland. <laughs> not so, going to Hawaii. Right. You know, you're not yep. going to go to the yep. freaking Vegas to see uh, UNLV and some half-ass uh, FBS team. So here we are on Zoom, and Lee Corso made his season debut. Uh, we'll have, we want me to play the clip first before I do the uh, cap or no cap? Well, no, or? just play the say, say, What's the cap or no cap, and then we'll get to it. Yeah, okay, so the cap or no cap uh, clause here is ESPN should take Lee Corso off this year. Cap or no cap? Uh, off the air, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the uh, this is the reason why we're bringing this up. This yeah. is what happened over the weekend. In the SEC telegame, Georgia versus Alabama SEC telegame. Then mm. the winner goes on and plays for the national title. Ah, 
That's what I predict. I predict the SEC winner will not win the national title this year. The SEC winner will not win the SEC title this year. Yeah, that was uh, that was tough. That was that was tough to get through. Like seriously, like I, it's really not even funny, right? I mean, there's, you know, that he's struggling. He's struggling. The energy is not what it used to be, which is understandable. Um, and the way they kind of set it up was just it was him by himself for whatever reason, right? It was him by himself with like a bunch of stuff going on behind him, some pageantry behind him. But yeah, man, uh, not a lot of coherence there, I would say. Um, and I think it's, I think it's probably, I, I, I get why ESPN would, would do it. I get why they would bring him back because he's just such a staple. He's such a mainstay. He's a comfort. And I think probably for Lee, it's like, of, of course I'm going to be back. But I, I, I just, I, I think it's time, man. So I, I this is time. tough, man. Well, it, it's not tough for me because I've been here. And yeah. I've been saying, and, and, and this isn't, you're right, John, it's not funny at all. No. It's sad yeah. to watch. And it's sad that ESPN keeps marching him out there. I realize that Lee Corso wants to keep doing it, but we realize, too, why he wants to keep doing it. You never want to let go. Right. And, and, and of course, Lee Corso doesn't want to let go of his spot. I think about, you know, my grandfather at that point in his life where he's repeating many of the same old stories, and you act like you've heard what? Like it's the first time you've heard it. Why? Because you understand the spot they're in. And when you keep marching them out there, you're setting them up for embarrassment, for his family, for embarrassment, even as much as he wants to still do it. Yep. That's what I'm saying. And I've been, I've been here, and again, this is not I told you so, but it was to say, guys, we need to take him off before we get to this. Exactly. And that's what, that's what I was saying last well, year. It happened to, pretty quickly. And, and, you and, know? And, and guys, it was all, well, guys, it's Jason, it's Lee Corso, and let's be delicate about it. And I was. And there's a Guys, this is out of respect for guys like Lee Corso, you don't want to see them become memes or have these situations where it's an embarrassment to him or his family because he's too he's too good for that. And frankly, you save him from himself, right? At some point, you you, you realize we've got to step in here. Yep. And 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 I was saying it last year, not to say, oh, let's get an old guy off the air. No, it's to to avoid situations like this where you lead to further embarrassment. And so, yes, very quietly, I think clearly. They need to find a way. Listen, you can you can limit the what, what you're asking him to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe you visit him at the house, you know, a, a couple of times, a, you know, a, a, a month or whatever it is, because clearly he doesn't want to let go. But it's for these reasons, guys. And we've all got family that have been in these situations. We probably feel the exact same way, whether it's you know just having them not drive anymore or whatever else it is. But clearly here it's reached a point, guys. Where listen, you're 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 we don't we don't need to do this to him. We know we realize he wants to keep doing it, but it's on you now, ESPN, to end this. Lee Corso's not gonna say, "Hey, I want to stop now." It's on you know. We realize why he wouldn't, but ESPN needs to go ahead and and say, "Come on, we're we're gonna do the thing that's best for everybody." Well, and I'm assuming the only reason that they haven't is because you know their relationship with Lee, right? Like, and what he means to game day, and like they you they know. owe it to the relationship and to Lee to say, "Man, it's been great what we've had you doing." Here's either another way we're going to do it to take plenty off of you, yes. or we're gonna we're gonna end it right here. No, the, again, you can pay the man for the season, whatever you're going to do. There's right. all kinds of ways. But the weekly and, traveling and, and, and the give him a flowers and a going out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying you got to end it right now. I'm just saying what you're asking him to do is too much, and ESPN's the one that's going to that's at this point is responsible. Yep. they're responsible for this. Yeah, no, it's I, it's fair. And and look, I'll say you're this: setting him up for failure. It it it's awful. When we were having this conversation about Lee, it wasn't this bad, but 
that is what's going to happen, right? It, dro- it drops off pretty fast. Oh, dude, you could see the sirens, yeah. man. Anybody yeah. that's had a family. Well, he had a, he had a stroke position, in 2009. You know, he had made a miraculous recovery, and and uh, it, it's been an amazing I, run. I love what he's been for that show. I loved watching him, of but it's, it's not the same anymore. You've reached a level where it's not enjoyment or enthusiasm that you get out. It's it's it, it, it's it's embarrassing to watch. It's you're, sad you're, you're to right. watch, you're, and you're kind of watching it like you shouldn't it, do this p- to him. pityingly, and that's not really what. This show should be. never should be about that, you know. Um, so I, I think that that is. I, I hope that ESPN recognizes that uh, that's the best way to go. Again, like you said, keep them as a part of it in some capacity. There's plenty of ways to do it. They got but, plenty yeah. of imaginative folk up, up there that can put together a little segment or whatever you do. But we don't we don't need to go through this for 12 weeks. Correct. You know what I mean? Like he might he might not for he might not remember how to put the mask on. Like I seriously it, like it, out of the utmost respect absolutely. we're saying this. No, you can't let Realize this, this play is not hating on something. No, he's, he's almost 90 years old. No, not at all, Jason. You know, you, and it, it wasn't that last year. No, when, when I was we didn't saying think guys, we need to do something no. here. This is out of respect. I'm saying, and it's the same thing for Lawler and everything else that you guys sure. have turned into jokes. Well, Jerry is it's not the exact on same Lee's level, but but I hear I hear what you're saying no, though. But it's along the same line of thinking when you make a joke out of these guys. Yeah. It really hits close to home because of family members who have had. Uh, I don't oh, want to say the specific relate. thing. We all can relate. You're right, Jason. It's uh, that's true. And then you want me to go to the NFL question here? If it's the finale capper here, Tom Brady was gone because he was under the knife. Is that cap? Or no cap, some, Jason. Some people just won't let this go. Well, that it couldn't have just been him trying to patch it up with Giselle. Now there's some other reason why he was gone. So, right. So he certainly returned, wasn't to ponder retirement as you once thought. He returned this weekend for the first time since August 9th uh, to game action. Um, first time all preseason, and he had a press conference where he was, of course, asked about this, and he says, "I'm 45 years old, man. I got a lot of ish going on, and whether it was Trista Crick." Whether it was Van Lathan, the spot, the, the the popular speculation on Twitter after that press conference was that Tom was gone because he got a fresh round of plastic surgery and or Botox. And it's plausible. I would I would implore you to to go find the video. Right. It 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 looks like he got shot up with a fresh round of Botox, which that would not keep you out for nine days. I'm saying that. That's but, what we're but, saying on Botox things. The reason he's out, that's far fetched. But plastic surgery, <laughs> but that would be some recovery time. You know, if he had like cheekbones, bro, he's gaunt. He's gaunt. He's probably lost some weight uh, what, 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 trying to appease his wife, what, what, who's very unhappy with him <laughs> because he said he's gonna retire and he went back. Well, I think given the cryptic nature of it. Uh, given the now, like, has he had work in the past? Oh, he's hundred percent had work. That's not even a question. Go I back. Mean, and look. He looks so much different from his rookie. Right. So I'm, I, again, I'm not and, 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 sit up here and act like and I'm people, naive enough to think he had people can have glow ups, done. right? People can have glow ups, but that's that's too, a bridge too far. You know, his facial shape is different. That's not achieved naturally. So when he said he got a lot of at 45, he got a lot of ish going on. You're saying it's with his physical appearance and not with the marriage and with Giselle. Well, that's the way I took it. No, when, it, when it he could said be all. Course, I got that. a lot of family. And I won't rule a lot any of, of that out. Going on as a 45 year old father and husband. Yes, you're saying it's a lot of ish going on with my face well, that I needed to correct. What do we know about Tom? What we know about Tom is that he wants to defy time. He wants to define the space time continuum. He's not supposed to be playing football at 45. He's not, be, he's not supposed to be doing it this well. He's not supposed to be doing it away from New England and Bill Belichick. And it's probably the same with him as it relates to his physical appearance. He's like, I refuse to be beaten by gravity. So I am going to do whatever I need to do to look like this forever. That's what I think. I, th- I think that's how he's wired. So I do think he's – I don't know if he was gone for that specifically, but there was just no question about it that he's gotten multiple uh, operations done. 
But according to your scenario, he would have to care more about the the fit the appearance, yes, than he does about winning an yes. eighth Super Bowl. Well, in the preseason, yes, which I think is plausible. I think it's very plausible. I can't. No, we'll my, never know. Mine is that the marriage, yes, more important than preseason. But I can't. I can't imagine this wasn't a, a some sort of procedure he couldn't have put off until the end of the year, John. Again, marriage. You told yourself one thing, then you said another. So you frankly you lied. Need to fix that now. Mm-hmm. Plastic surgery, you could wait. You could wait till after the season. That's true. You could have done Unless that. Unless you really just care about what you look like in the locker. Right. Which would be, I, I don't know. Look, it's a, it's an interesting question. We'll never know. We'll never know. But the but the press conference was jarring. There, it just was. All right. I Memphis, think he's lost weight. Memphis has a new guard. They have a new commitment from Demaria Franklin. Who is he? What did he do last season? Is he starting? We'll get into that, all of that and more when we come back. Jason and John, how do you turn to FM, ESPN? NFL season's almost here. We are almost there. Preseason's done. Kick off week one with FanDuel's America's, FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. You can tell I can't wait for NFL. Uh, just all over my words and myself. Just sign up with the promo code JSmith. We'll make this real easy to get in on the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. If you got $150 of free bets, may as well put it on a future. I do like those Buffalo Bills. They've looked great this preseason for the most part. And again, all that pressure's on Josh Allen, that offense, to carry him. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. We know that's the same game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 of free bets, win or lose, with promo code JSMITH. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of Odyssey. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. The Blue Jays had a rough weekend against the Angels, losing all three games at home, but they're in a good bounce-back spot with the Cubs in town. Chicago will be starting a rookie pitcher making just his second career start, so the Toronto Bats will look to come alive after scoring just three runs over the weekend. With the Blue Jays' offense set to break out, the BetQL play of the day is Toronto over the... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's August, which means Penny Hardaway is still busy. means he is still adding, still incorporating new pieces to 
this roster. And uh, I think we can officially say, barring any kind of you know unforeseen departures, that the Memphis Tigers 2022-23 roster is complete. Demaria Franklin, welcome, young man, to the Memphis basketball team. Who is Demaria Franklin, you ask? Well, he is your starting two-guard, provided he is eligible this season. Uh, comes to Memphis from Illinois, Chicago, the UIC Flames. He's a Chicago kid, uh, averaged 17.8 points a game last season, seven rebounds, which is very impressive for a guard, no doubt about it. Shot 45% from the floor and 30% from three. Um, I, I recall... You know, just sort of looking into it, he had a pretty good half. He put up a lot of points on on DePaul in a half, finished with 24 in the game. Um, so he's done it. You know, even though he's coming from UIC, which is you know not a not by any stretch of the imagination a powerhouse. You know, what you always look for in guys like this is what did they do against like the big boys, right? Not about what they did against Oakland and Detroit Mercy. It's what what did they do against the Power Five ish opponents that uh, that they played. He had 13 against Dayton. He had, like I said, 24 against DePaul. Um, so the kid is a uh, is a bucket, at least when it comes to you know just scoring. Not the most efficient player in the country, but you know he does have the ability and that scoring knack. Which look, I, I think Memphis needs. I, I think they need a little bit more of that. I mean, would it be perfect if he was a 35 to 38 percent shooter from three like uh, Emmanuel Acott was? Absolutely. But is this a guy that they needed? Is this a guy that, given his departure, given what the rest of the roster looked like, something that they had to add? I think so. I mean, you just infused 18 points a game into your team. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about him as a. Who you know, knows what that 18 looks like at this level and. No, I, I mean, I, in I, this lineup, I, you know, if you want me to, Jason, I, I, you know, because it kind of sounds like that's what you're getting at here. I'll drop him down a peg. I'll take him to 11, 12. You know, at the Memphis level. But I still think that's very much needed. And 30% from three, you know, that you, know, you could ideally get that up to 33, 34%. It's Keontae Kennedy territory, right? Both he and Keontae Kennedy are 30% three point shooters last season. So I think he slots in as your two guard Kendrick Davis, Demario Franklin, Keontae Kennedy, DeAndre Williams, and as you guys know, KO. Uh, any, any issues with that starting five other than the five? No, no issues. Uh, here's my point. I wasn't indicating anything, just throwing in those couple of words on you, is that this allows Penny to do what the plan was. Again, I, I didn't want to overreact at the ALO news when he and Kendrick Davis say we're going to play together. Yep. I didn't think we should overreact. Yep. It was something they were obviously going to say, right. ha- having been rival point guards. But like I said, the plan was never to have ALO at the one and Kendrick Davis at the two back in June and July. So what this allows you to do is stick to the plan in some ways. Now, plans change because ACOT leaves. You're probably going to have to clearly move over Keontae Kennedy to the three, but what it allows you to do, keeping Elijah McCadden potentially on the bench like you had planned, keeping Alex Lomax like we talked about, particularly in a role. Again, a more of a, 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 a smaller role than what he's been in. This allows you to do that. Now, again, whether Demario Franklin's going to come in here, hold down that two spot for an entire season, that's to be determined. But I'm with, I'm with you, John, completely that this fits in terms of what you want to do. And, again, I would say going back to what the plan was. Yep. I like this a lot better than, like we were talking about last week, 
the possibility that we could see a ton more of Alo and Kendrick Davis. Now, this is was always sort of, at least in terms of roster build, this was how the plan was supposed to look, where at least you keep guys like McCadden and, and Lomax in roles rather than uh, necessarily being impact starter guy, having to come in and be an impact starter guy. So get you back sort of along that track. Yes. Again, you're not saying losing Emmanuel Acod, but this a, lo- a little bit more closer to the plan. So. Yeah. No, I, I – I, and, and – it, it, you know, yeah, it fits more with what Penny has done in the off season, and now you go, you know, six foot, six three, six four, six five, yeah. and then you get DeAndre and Ko. So you're just, it's a bigger lineup. Not that six three is huge. I mean, that's Boogie Ellis territory, but you know, it's it's still it's still big enough, right? It's a, it's a, there's enough size there that you can work that. And then the guy averaged seven rebounds a game last. Right, season. He plays big for that size. In yeah, terms of what, his willingness to stick his nose in there and rebound. Yeah, so if you if you you know the encouraging thing that I see about Demario Franklin is that uh, in 2020, the COVID year, he was at Tennessee Tech. Okay, mm-hmm. he shot uh, 12 times a game and averaged 43.3 percent shooting on 12 a game. Well, at UIC, his shot attempts went up. Right. To, from 12 to 16, and so too did his field goal percentage, right? So his percentage went up with his volume, and that is something that I look at and am encouraged by. His three-point shots were almost identical. Took 5.5 a game in 2020, took 5.6 a game in 2021, and they were both right at 30%. So he is what he is as a three-point shooter. Yeah, you'd... you'd, you'd. Ideally, you'd like a little more, but you can't get everything you want at this time of year. You, you know, I mean, it's a this, school start. Is school start today? Uh, it started Monday, okay. last, last week. Yeah, so school started Memphis, yes. last week. All right, so yes, this is. I think given the like, it's a very it's like a last minute, you know, buzzer beater type edition for Memphis here. Um, and again, I thought it was desperately needed. He played thirty two minutes a game. You know, he averaged again seven rebounds a game. You know he's your two guard. I think that's exactly the kind of player that that, that Penny Hardaway likes. Again, I I can't sit here and say that I broke down a bunch of UIC film. I, you know I I've never seen this kid play. You know who's sitting around watching Illinois Chicago play basketball? But I'm looking at some numbers here, and I'm looking at okay, what 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 does Memphis need, and what does Demario Franklin bring on paper? And I think he brings what Memphis needs on paper. Um, it's not you know would I rather have Emmanuel Acott? Of course. I don't get that option anymore. Mm-hmm. So now it's okay. How do we move forward? How do we? What's the solution? I think this is a damn fine solution on the part of Penny Hardaway. And and again to do it in a week to to go out and and and, and you know when Penny locks in on these guys, mm-hmm. he typically succeeds. You know because his back was against the wall. He was up against it. You know he didn't plan on losing Emmanuel Acott like that. You don't have a lot of time. School's already started. So to 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 sort of you know peruse the country. And emerge with a guy that averaged eighteen and seven. I mean, that's pretty damn good. I, <laughs> I mean, that's just clutch, man. That's a pretty clutch addition. So again, I'm not going to sit here and say that Demario Franklin's going to be leading to the NCAA tournament, but it's it's uh, it's your starting two guard. You identified your starting two guard. You're bigger now, and 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 the best part is you now can slot guys back to where you I think originally. That's the best, exactly. You know, he allows you to, okay, all right, so Elijah, you're going to be our sixth man for sure. Just like you were, right? which is the role you're comfortable right? with and the role we're comfortable with with you. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have been ideal to be a sixth man, you know, in in the SOCON or whatever, wherever they were at, and then be a starter in the AC. Like, that's a huge jump, right? So now you get to keep Elijah in a role he's comfortable in and, you know, Alo in a, in a, in a good role, in a good sort of, you know, capped role. Um, and then, you know, you figure out the rest from there, right? 
but I think it's just it's 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 a it's a move and an addition that allows Memphis to you know really impose its own will and be what it wanted to be you know all summer long. I mean, this is not a headline, but the biggest question going into the year it used to be okay. Well, what's going to happen to the point guard position? But it's clearly going to be shooting. It's does this team have enough shooting? Right. Because you you feel like now even with the Jamar Young addition, it, you've at least got enough depth inside. Do you have all of the pieces that you want? Could it be we can we can pick at that, but no, you have the depth there. Um, you have the point guard. That question's been answered. The fact is going to be, frankly, can can guys like Franklin, uh, Keontae Kennedy at the three? You know, we'll see with with Jonathan Lawson. Can those guys come down, and knock down shots? Because you got Kendrick Davis that we know can do that. Yep. Who else is gonna is gonna do it? Because there's gonna be there's gonna be plenty to be knocked down with as much tension as Kendrick Davis draws. Yeah, no, so, you're right. I mean, that is the, the question. The shooting's going to be the biggest question with this team going. You know, I mean, if season. you wanted to just sort of check down the list, like I, I do think, you know, that five is going to be a question. As much as I love KO, it's like, what? okay, what's it going to look like, right? What is that five-man going to, you know, is it going to be a situation where KO is only effective on lobs? Like, you know, w- what can Malcolm Dan? Like, I, I think that is a question, right? Not as big as of one. Because I still think it'll be fine. They don't need a lot from that position. No, no, no. DeAndre's doing a lot of that work. Yeah, you know, from the force. Yeah, and I, I, I think Ko is going to be great. I, I really do. I think he's going to be, you know, a guy that just you know high roll, right, high screen and roll, finishes over everybody. You know, block shots defensively, can make free throws. Unlike Musa, you know, eighty six percent from the stripe last season. So, I, 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 I got to tell you, I like the way that Penny has built this thing. Um, you know, it's always dicey when you're stripping it down and starting over and you know the way Penny kind of did right I mean Landers is gone Tyler is gone Jalen is gone Imani is gone you know this was a there were no guarantees about this roster um but you go out and you add the number one transfer in the country and Kendrick Davis who's going to run the show Mm -hmm. you add I think ancillary pieces Keontae Kennedy is a you know 16 point a game score at UTEP right good rangy wing um, Ko is a guy who, again, people are raving about everywhere. Box office, blockbuster type stuff. Yeah, just don't go too far there. I mean, I'm just telling. You, I don't know how you haven't been overwhelmed and drowned by the feedback about Ko yet. I mean, I go to it's some of the not, same not, places you do. I don't. Not, I don't well, hear it nearly. I, I guess you just it's ain't not talking, up in flashing lights. I just, you ain't Ko boning everybody. You I ain't just, talking to the right people. You're just going. You're going all the way out here what, on this limb. What's your people telling you? They tell me watch out for Malcolm Dandridge. Oh man, who are you yeah. talking to? Yeah, everybody knows Ko can touch the top of the backboard. That's right. You don't have to do more than that. He could touch the top of the backboard at UTA. Well, we average four and four. I'm gonna tell Let's you. See the big step up. I want to see it. I'm gonna tell you like Jai, man. Stay on that side. You know, stay on that side of the plexiglass. Well, me and Malcolm will stay on this side. We'll yep. be just fine too. Yep. On that pine. St- still on the team. <laughs> Why you on. act like we not playing? We just dunked on Chet Holmgren, fool. You. That's right. Don't ever forget. That's I mean, we may never, you know, he might it's, have ended Chet Holmgren's career. It's all about, if our knees say we can do it, me and Malcolm, we starting. Yeah. So I think uh, I think this is Back a... Back KO uh, down and dunk on him. No way. You ain't, he ain't finishing over KO ever. Not once. KO this will, dude averaged four and four UTA. You act like this man's Superman. KO will That no one that, can dunk on him. KO will send man, that stop. to Tulsa. He ain't Chet Holmgren? Bro, I'm telling you. KO is I, he's I mean, not Chet home. The, the KO versus Malcolm Wars. You are get, you've gone overboard it's, it's with get the KO testy. stuff. It's going to get testy in here. But I do think beyond if we can set our disagreements on the yeah, five we're spot talking, to we're the side. About the perimeter. Um, I think Penny has assembled another tournament team. 
um, and, and, a, and a team that has a chance to, for the first time ever, really, not start the season ranked, but 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 sneak their way into it after a strong you know November, right? Usually, Memphis- well, I'm hoping that was the case. I was more convinced of that when they had Emmanuel Acott. So I'm not. You sound like what you sounded like, what we sounded like when they had Acott, John, a team that could eventually sneak in there, maybe pretty quickly, and then do some damage. I'm not. I'm not as convinced because again, you you know. You're moving. You've lost a ton of shooting too when you lose Emmanuel Acott, and based on the decisions you've made to to you know move away from Tyler and from Nolly. So so it's it's not quite the same as it was right. in terms of confidence level of what this team can no, do in fair. terms of ceiling. You were starting to sound a little bit like it's the same team as they had with it. It's not the same team. No, it's not the same team. No, listen. Um, Still I, second best team in the AAC. Look, I think everybody kind of knows uh, the way it's going to go for me annually with Memphis basketball. I'm going to assume they're good, and I'll usually be disappointed early in the season, and then I'll like say, this team sucks, and then Penny will like turn it around and either get close to the NCAA tournament or get into the NCAA tournament. So, like, I'm just, I'm hoping for like a break in the format, right? Like, let's start a season like decently well this time, as opposed to like having to take a nosedive and then, you know, come up for air at the last minute. I think having a Kendrick Davis helps big time with the possibility that that happens, John. No, look, you're you're off to a much better start than you have been last two years. It's a, it's a fundamental character flaw, right? I just always think Memphis is going to be pretty good, (laughs) you know, but I, but they always have a good roster though. They, They, you know, that's like, it's, so it's not like they, I mean, Penny's had the number one recruiting class twice, right? This season, he is bringing in the number one player in the country in, in the transfer portal, right? right. Who's right. a fifth-year senior. Mm-hmm. He's got a bunch of other fifth-year seniors who are double-digit scorers. I mean, and I just feel like, honestly, this team will be insulated from the BS because Kendrick Davis is not going to allow it to happen. You know, when you have that point guard who, by the way, you know, this is not, uh, you know, Sebastian Telfair. You know, this is a guy who – has already averaged eight assists a game. Right, two years ago, first in the country in assist rate. Now, how you like that Sebastian Telfair reference? Yeah, it's a little weird, a little I mean, random. You kind of just you didn't even blink, man. That was like a 2002 sports radio reference, bro. A little, a little random. But so I, I'm I'm hoping that Kendrick Davis will insulate the team from any kind of you know mutiny, right? Where everybody's coming in, and, and there will be some of that because look, Demario is going to be you know last year type stuff, right? Keontae last year type stuff, DeAndre last, like you got you're gonna have a lot of that, right? But you're just hoping that Kendrick is able to bring it together and say, look, the only way that we you know we're gonna we're gonna fall together or we're gonna rise together. Mm. That kind of maybe thing. yeah, maybe they should put that over on Lori Walton there. You're a little saying there, fall together or rise together. Is that a John original? Is that a spe- John special? Yeah, sound pretty original. No, it's like what's it's really the, inspiring. What's the uh, no? It's like it's we're gonna fall individually, right? Fall together or rise together. We're gonna we're gonna fall individually, or we isn't that the uh, like sound like some Mark Davis <laughs> junk, bro? Sound like something the Raiders would say. Okay, isn't that like what Al Pacino said in uh, any given Sunday? And then, Don't do that. Isn't that what he kind of? Isn't that what he kind of got in, in the uh, in that in that last speech? Yeah, you were real close to it. You were right on it. It's been a minute, man. Can you give, Don't say another word. Can you okay. give me a little bit of grace, bro? Exactly. Can you give me a little bit of grace over here, guys? Good God. I mean, that speech was fantastic. It was fiery. You're trying to compare what you just did to, to Al in any given Sunday? Well, I didn't, ha- I didn't, I didn't have a chance it. to rehearse, bro. <laughs> yeah. Either we, so we, yeah. we rise together, we either, fall together. Either we heal now as a team 
or we will die as individuals. Yeah, that's a little different than what you said there. You you gave it your best John but, Martin shot, but though. you got you got where I was coming from. Though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that's in the yeah. end, it's just like I got. It's like playing football, with Julio Jones. You just got to get it in the area, and it should he should come down with it, right? He looked very comfortable with the one pass he caught from Tom. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Those two look like they've been doing it a long time. So I'm hoping that Kendrick brings the guys together and says we either heal now. This is after a tough loss to Texas A&M at home. Either we heal now as a team or we will die. Because there, there's going to be that moment, right? You just hope it's against Texas A&M and not Ole Miss. You've already seen, seriously, you've already seen him as the leader with the whole, uh, hey, no egos thing here. Like a guy that, you know, felt comfortable enough to do that, shot it back at, you know, the thing off the event last week where they're talking about Munns wrote about uh, uh, Kendrick Davis and Alex Lomax and, you know, quickly Kendrick Davis jumps to, hey, no egos here. I mean, yep. that's again, that's 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 what leaders do. Alex has always been that too, but also in being that leader, he's done it by action. That when given less, yep. and told, okay, you're in this role now, different. He's always been willing to accept that too. So I, I, I think I'm not worried about it working out between those two. And yep. again, I think in adding Franklin to sort of bottom line it, yep. it allows you to get back to that plan where again, Alo's in more of a secondary, you know, maybe even a third level role. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that's the latest. Pity Hardaway, he put a bow on it. Signed, sealed, delivered. Team is done. We are finished with additions. Now, I mean, it, we do have two days left. So Two days left in August? You know, again, Mer- yeah, you find it. Mercury gets in retrograde. I, I, again, I think that's all Scully's now. I, I think thought, that's it. You know, I think that's it. Unless you want to fool around a little bit with these guys in terms of But the school started. Like, yeah, you're done no, on scholarships. Exactly. Uh, Penny, Penny does it again. Another August edition, man. <clears throat> it is uh, it is a tradition unlike any other in college basketball. All these other coaches are like focused on practice. Hey, Penny still add, still adding items to that gro- that grocery list. Be getting long, right? Let me tell you, Penny don't care about college football, so he's gonna tell you that. No, man, he does. It. He will drop make that news schedule all over on your face all around here on media day. Schedule your face. He will add another player. Another player. He will add a player on Saturday at five thirty. He will add a number one pick. He will add a future number one pick on Saturday right as Memphis football mm-hmm. is about to kick off. <laughs> That's September, though, so it won't happen. That's the good news for Memphis. It's, so it's too late. Deadline's too uh, too late. All right, we'll come back with the rundown. Uh, lots more to come. John Morant, we're going to get to what he did a little bit later in the show as well. Grizzlies guard making uh, some big-time moves. All that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 Turn FM, ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 